Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles, if you would, turn over to the book of Ecclesiastes, the second chapter, verse number 10. And whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was the portion of all my labor. Verse 11. Then I looked on the works of my hands had wrought. And on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold all was vanity, vexation of spirit. And there was no profit under the sun. Verse number 17. Therefore I hated life. Because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me. For all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Our message this morning deals with the subject. The God-sized void in our life. If we could change anything in our life, what would it be? Feelings of dissatisfaction or emptiness are usually what motivates us and causes us to have a desire to change. Perhaps we think better health, better income, a different job, a new relationship is the answer to the void in our life. Or maybe we can't quite figure out what's causing these feelings, but we know that something is missing in our lives. Changing our circumstances is short-lived solution because the empty place in our souls can only be filled by God. There's a void in every life and only God can fill that void. Somebody said, well, surely there is some substitute that we could fill the void. There's no one like God. Therefore, nothing can fill the void in our life. In the book of Mark, in the 10th chapter, verses 17 through 27, tells a story about a man who knew something was missing in his life. And he ran to Jesus. He didn't walk. He ran to Jesus and knelt before him in the book of Mark, the 10th chapter, in verse number 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and he kneeled to him and he asked him good master what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life the young man in this story had everything that the world values he had wealth he had youth he had strength he had possession he had position and he had authority there's nothing wrong with having any of these things but ultimately None of these things can fill the void of our lives. God made us for himself and to have a relation with him through his son. This means he's the only one that can fill the empty places of our lives. Accumulating more material goods and achieving greater success will never make an individual complete. 
We should be grateful for whatever the Lord gives us. But our love is to be directed towards him and not towards this earthly life. Although money is good, it's useful in the right hands, but money can never buy what we need. To spend the days and months and years of our life in a quest for riches and possessions and prominence will only leave us disappointed because one day we're going to have to lay it all down and there's more to life than temporary earthly existence. Because the most important thing is that we have eternal life. That's why this rich young ruler came to Jesus. He had all of the earthly possessions and achievements that he wanted, but he knew he still needed something. He knew that there was some type of void in his life. And so he came to Jesus. What do I have to do to have this void filled in my life? The fact that he runs to Jesus shows his desperation. Running in public is not something that men of dignity would do of that day. But unlike this rich young man, multitudes of people today live in big houses and nice neighborhoods with the abundance of material goods, never realizing their need for eternal life. There's nothing wrong with living in a big house. Amen. There's nothing wrong. Amen. With having a, a nice neighborhood and there's nothing wrong with having money. But my friend, if that's all you got, you still got an emptiness. You still got a void that only God can fill. Friend, the reason you're feeling like you're empty, amen, is because there's a void that exists down deep in the core of your being. It's because, friend, you've been created for a purpose. God created you for a purpose in life. And right now, you're quite possible, amen, you are not fulfilling the purpose that God designed you for. The Bible tells us that God created each and every one of us for a specific purpose in life. And the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 43, in verse number seven, even everyone that is called by thy name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. God made you for his glory. The fact that God said he created you, amen, for his glory means that your life is important. Your life is significant. Amen. God made you for himself. Think about that for a moment. Don't let the concept enter into one ear and travel out the other ear without letting that concept flow through your heart. You are significant. You are important to God. However, when we are not living for the purpose that God created us to live for, we feel incomplete. We feel restless, never able to put our finger that there's something that's missing in our lives. What is this thing? What is this void? The Bible tells us the reason we feel like this is because God has made us 
primary for the purpose of having a relationship with Him. And all other aspects of our lives are to flow out of that relationship that we have with God and His purpose that He has for every one of our lives. Amen. In fact, the Bible says that the moment we place our unwavering hope in Jesus, thank God he will not disappoint us. Amen. Not when you really get saved. Not when you really get the Holy Spirit on this inside. Why? The Bible says in the book of Romans, the fifth chapter, verse number five, and hope make him not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Many, my friend, are seeking here. They're seeking there. They're trying this and they're trying that. Amen. To fill that void. Meaning, my friend, when we really get right by God, by asking him to come in and save us, not just be savior of our life, but be Lord of our life, yeah. he rewards us by giving us an incredible hope in life and fills that empty void of our hearts and our lives. Amen. The way that God does this is by pouring his love into our hearts so that our hearts will be filled with hope. Our hearts are filled with love. Friend, there's nothing in this entire world that gives us this kind of promise and then it backs it up by taking away the void that we had in our life. However, when we ignore God, when we fail to let God have first place in our lives, we're only running on empty fumes. Think about this. How has your life been so far living without God? How is it that you go on living without God? Why do you want to go on with a void, with something missing? And God has what you need. Amen. Some people, they turn to cigarettes and drugs and alcohol. And some people even turn to religion. Religion won't fill the void. It takes real salvation to fill the void. Joining the church alone won't fill the void. Getting baptized in water won't fill the void. Put your name on the church book. But thank God old time salvation still fills the void in our lives. Amen. Others feel empty, but attempt to fill it with the pleasures and pursuits of this old world. But friend, let me tell you ahead of time, the pleasures and the pursuits of this old world cannot fill that emptiness. It cannot fill that void. I can't help but believe the reason the prodigal son left home because there was a void and he never found that void while he was at home. But he thought for sure, if I can get away from mom and dad, if I could get to a far country where I could do what I want to do, I can drink what I want to drink. I can party like I want to party and I'm not going to have nobody to answer to. I'm just going to go out here. I know in that far country, I can find something that's going to fill this void in my life. And guess what? He went there for a while and no doubt, 
I don't doubt he found some pleasures in sin. The Bible even says that, that there's pleasure in sin for a season. But guess what? Sin never has a pleasant ending, does it? And it wasn't long the Bible said he came to himself. And he said, how many uh, servants does my father have? Bread enough to spare. Amen. He couldn't find the void in the far country. He couldn't find the void, amen, in the hawk's pen. So he came to himself. And he said, I tell you what, I think this void that I've got, if I could just get back to my father's house, I can find something there that'll fill the void. And thank God he went back home. Amen. And he found what he was looking for for so long. Thank God I searched in this old world and I tried a lot of things and I'm ashamed to let you know of the things that I once tried. And friend, that's exactly what was happening to me. I was trying to fill that emptiness. I was trying to fill that void down deep in my life. But thank God one night at an old fashioned altar of prayer, I found what I needed so long. And I'll tell you, my friend, if you're here without God this morning, I know what you need. If there's a void in your life, if there's an emptiness in your life, you need Jesus Christ. You need him to pour his love in your heart, shed abroad by the Holy Spirit. Thank God for Jesus. But some people are running away from the Lord instead of running to the Lord. Amen. They forget that death comes to us all. And after this comes the judgment. According to Hebrews 9 and verse number 27. Friend, there's a sin gouged hole in every person that's alive. A deep void. It's crying out this morning. It's screaming. Fill me. I'm empty. I don't need money, you might say. I've got a good job or I'm retired. I've got a nice home. I've got children that love me. I've got grandchildren. Oh, you got a lot of things, but be honest with me. There's still something wrong. There's still an emptiness. There's still a void. Yes, friend, we attempt to fill that void with everything from activities to relationships, careers. But the problem is with these attempts, it's nothing close to satisfying the soul. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a certain amount of enjoyment and maybe even contentment in those things for a while. But in the end, they leave you empty, still longing for something else. Think of King Solomon. It's hard for us to wrap our minds around how rich Solomon was. 1 Kings 10, 14 said, Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and six talents of gold. In today's market, someone said that'd be around $1.5 billion a year. That ain't bad, is it? That's a lot of money no matter what century you live in. Basically, Solomon was so rich, he could buy whatever he wanted. And he took full advantage of his assets. But he wrote in Ecclesiastes 2 and verse number 10, And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I beheld not my heart from any joy. My heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion, all my labor. 
Isn't that the dream of most people today? Unlimited resources, unlimited power, respect, excitement, and pleasure. And people say, if I could just win the lottery, I would be set. I would have everything. No, there'd still be the void. If you don't have God winning the lottery, there's still an emptiness. There's still a void. Solomon had it all. But what he eventually confessed in verse number 11, he said, then I looked on all the works of my hands had brought and all the labors and that I had labored to do and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit and there was no profit under the sun. Oh, vanity, striving after the wind. Nothing is to be gained. And those are some heavy words, but it gets worse. Solomon continued in verse number 17, therefore I hated life. What? He had all these riches. He had everything that money could buy. He said, but I hated life because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous to me for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Oh, surely not. He hated life. He had everything. He had women. He had adventure. He had power. He had unlimited resources for his creative desires. He had beautiful retreats to relieve the stress. And he ends up hating life. Solomon didn't say he was lacking in some area. No, he said, I hated life. That's because nothing in this life can fill the void. There's hundreds of people that's here this morning that are saved and we can all raise our hand and say, nothing but Jesus can fill the void of our lives. Amen. We try to make things in this life fill the void, but we end up hating those things that we poured all our hopes into because they ultimately fall short of satisfying us. Many people hop from adventure to adventure to the next fix. Some even hop from relationship to relationship and said, oh, I finally found the relationship. No, it's not long. They're looking for another relationship because relationships is not what fills the void in our life. The problem is with people and even some here. You know what? It's a never-ending cycle. Searching but you can't find it. And here's another important point. When we attempt to fill our emptiness with the void of the things of this world, we end up with idols. All of those other things, they may not be wrong in themselves. We are free to enjoy many of these things in their proper place. But anything in our lives that gets the devotion that God deserves is an idol. But only in an ongoing relationship with God will we find the ultimate peace, the intimacy, the forgiveness and joy that our heart longs for. There's a God-shaped vacuum in our hearts. It can only be filled by God the creator. The one that made the, the void in your life. He fixed it to where 
He's the only one that can fill it. You see, friend, you can explain it many ways. Until you fill this void, there's a never-ending thirst. Dissatisfaction in life is near the root of all kinds of sin. Why do people cheat on their spouse, abuse drugs and alcohol, scroll endlessly on the Facebook, Twitter, still commit suicide? All of these things and more happen because people can't find satisfaction in God. At the root of our dissatisfaction is a never-ending thirst and nothing in the world can satisfy us. Print this is what Jesus talked about John 4 to the lady at the well. He said, if you'll drink this water, you'll never thirst again. Because in this water, there's a satisfying portion. We've been duped into thinking a better job, more money, cooler friends, another spouse, a new life is really what we need. And if we can't obtain any of these things or when they leave us dissatisfied, we resort to drugs, immorality, senseless entertainment. Some people are looking for a relationship to fill something that only Christ can fill. Only Christ can satisfy me. Only Christ can satisfy you. And thank God when you find Jesus, guess what happened when I found Jesus? He exceeded my expectations. Providing needs, fulfills our desires. Christ alone can bring the satisfaction and the joy that we so desperately need. The Bible's full of promises of satisfaction for the discontent. Listen, in John 6, 35, Jesus said unto them, I'm the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. The Bible says in Psalms 107 and verse number 9, for he satisfied the longing soul. He filled the hungry soul with goodness. Again, in the book of Psalms 22 and verse number 6, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. God and God alone is man's highest good. God is the source and the sustainer of all good. He alone is the abundant fountain of all goods. Nothing in this universe is able to produce true godliness unless the good creator is the wellspring down in your soul. Friend, this puts it all of life in perspective for mankind to state it plainly, friend. If goodness is what we desire, we must go to the source of all goodness. And what is the source of all goodness? God is the source of all goodness. Our good is his glory. Seeking satisfaction in Christ alone serves two purposes. It is for our good. And thank God it's for the glory of God. God is most glorified in us when we are completely satisfied in him. As we drink daily of the cup of Jesus, it becomes evident, friend, that those we interact inter with, Jesus is enough and our hearts will flow, the Bible says, rivers of living water. A life without God 
is like a sheep without a shepherd. Life without God is like a sick man without a doctor. Like a person without food. Like a day without light. Like a bride without a groom. Like a runner without a race. Like clay without a potter. Life without God is like a tree without roots. Like a sinner without redemption. Like a child without a father. Life without God is like a soldier without a shield. We spend entire lives seeking, searching. Every person in this world wants to know what can make me happy, what can fill the void. The hard truth is that we'll never find relief if we continue to seek relief through possessions and through people and through things. Once you finally exhausted and you're weary from your pursuit, you're left disappointed. You've wasted valuable time chasing nothing when you could have been pursuing true joy and true happiness. The problem is our hearts are holes of discontentment, devouring relationships and possessions, all the time screaming, I need more. What will truly satisfy the desires of our hearts? Only God. Where is your satisfaction found? Is it in God and God alone? Sinner friend, as we try to bring the message to the close, inside your soul is an emptiness that will never be filled till you come to Jesus. The hole is a God-shaped hole. It's a hole that nothing but God can fill. Everything else we try, we're gonna fall short. It's gonna leave us wanting and crying for one more thing. Thank God I'm glad I found it. I praise God I found something that filled the void in my life. And I've not been looking for nothing new for 42 years. I just want more of what I've found. Do you know deep contentment and satisfaction that's in Jesus Christ? You can find him only through repentance, turning from sin, turning to Christ. Only God can provide this satisfaction. So let's get back to the opening question. Are you tired of having an empty void in your life? Have you grown weary from the ongoing, one thing to another, hoping that you will feel the emptiness that's on the inside? Let me ask you, friend, in closing. Are there times when you just know down deep inside your heart there's more to life than you are currently experiencing. You know that you were created for something more and you need to find it. Is something missing in your life? Don't wait till it's too late. Run to Jesus this morning. Ask him to fill the void with his saving love, eternal life. That's the only thing that will satisfy the greatest needs of your soul.
Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.